Hi there, and welcome to Manningham Christian Centre's Sermon of the Week. I'm so glad you joined us. My name is Matt Wyatt, and I'm the lead pastor here. My prayer for you is that as you listen, you encounter God and find this message practically helpful. It would mean a lot to us if you were able to rate and subscribe. This not only lets us know how we can serve you better, but also spreads the message to those who need to hear it. Hey, thanks so much again, and I look forward to catching up with you later. Bye. Thanks, Carl. It's good to build suspense. Yeah, good to build suspense. How are you going? Before you sit down, just uh, grab somebody beside you. Give them a big hug. Tell them how great it is to see them here today. Awesome. Fantastic. Wow. So good. Hey, just remain standing if you can. I know you've been standing for a little while now, um, but we'll grab some house lights on now. And, um, and I, there is, the Lord is just wanting to do something during worship. How good is it to be in a church that doesn't just sing songs to sing songs? Amen? Hello? How good is it to be in a church of where we come together and we, and we worship? And last week we talked about lifting hands. We're going to talk about lifting hands again. And uh, it's like, it's like the, when the Matildas won last night, it was like... Right? It wasn't it, right? If I do that too much, I think I'm going to rip my shirt or <laughs> reveal myself in other ways. But I was I was with somebody last night, and uh, and uh, and they had a drink in their hand, and when that when that penalty went through, that drink went everywhere, right? And it was like, yeah! And uh, we all celebrated. So uh, go Matildas. But the truth is this: um, we are no different when the Lord does something, amen? We are no different when the Holy Spirit's wanting to minister into the body and church isn't just a place that you just turn up, sing songs, listen to some Bible, have a coffee and go home. The church that I know we are is a church that where people come together and the Holy Spirit speaks to us personally, amen? And so in that, in this moment, in this moment of worship, um, some of the team have just really felt that, and I, I want to confirm it, that the Holy Spirit wants to move in our hearts in the area of unforgiveness. Now, sometimes when we come to the areas of unforgiveness, it's like, well, you know, do I have to forgive the Victorian government? Do I have to forgive my auntie? Do I have to forgive my... But rather than focus on unforgiveness, how about we focus on forgiveness? Hello? And you see, what happens is we think in our human wisdom, we think that to forgive somebody, it actually lets the person off scot-free. No, that's not actually how it works. What it does is it sets you free. Because what happens is if we harbour unforgiveness, then the hurt that was done, the hurt that we continue to walk in continues to affect our everyday life, our everyday decisions, our everyday things. Amen? All right? And I know I, you know, I, I love what the Scripture says. I love what the Bible says. The disciples thought they were really, really smart. And they went to Jesus and they said, you know, how many times do we have to forgive our brother? Is it maybe seven times? Well, if anybody 
knows anybody, has any human contact with another person in any way, shape or form, how many knows you've got to forgive them more than seven times? Right? There's a few big sighs. How many know that it's like, it's not seven times a lifetime, it's almost seven times a minute, right? Hello? Well, Jesus came back and said, don't forgive him seven times, forgive him 70 times seven. <laughs> How many know the Bible says that His mercies are new every morning? So every time we wake up, it's like, oh, it's a brand new day. It's a clean slate. So can I lead you in an activation right now? I just invite you. You can sit, you can stand, you can put your hands out like you're going to receive something. If you're a person that you feel that that it's like, I really need to give forgiveness, then I want you to picture that you're holding forgiveness in your hands and picture that person that you have to forgive. It may actually be yourself. It may actually be a friend, a relative. It may be a husband, a wife. It may be a neighbour. It may actually be somebody who has passed away. Just in this moment, as the Holy Spirit leads you, just forgive. And it's a choice. It's not a feeling. It's a choice. you, You just say, I choose to forgive. And you say that person's name. You can just say it quietly. You don't have to shout it. You can shout it if you want, but... It's just between you and the Lord right now. Because in this place of forgiveness, it sets you free. Free, free, free. Lord, right now I choose to forgive. I choose to forgive that person because I want to be free. I choose to forgive because I want to walk in forgiveness continuously, Lord. I want to keep a short account with you, Lord, and with others around me. Lord, I forgive. You just give that forgiveness to that person. It's like a gift. Just give it to them. I give you forgiveness. And you know what? It doesn't matter whether they take it, whether they receive it or not. What matters is that you give it and that you can walk free today. Jesus' name. Lord, right now, I just ask that you would just seal this. Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would come in your presence. Lord, that we would lean into you. Lord, we love you with all of our heart and all that we are. In Jesus' name. Are we all set? Amen. Awesome. How good is that? Hey, it's so great to have you here. It's so great to have your smiling and wonderful face here today. It's just super good. Thanks, Sam, for everything that you do, mate. Um, it's uh, so good. Lord, give Sam a move. Woo! Awesome, awesome, awesome. So we are um, uh, on a journey at the moment about community, aren't we? Who was here last week? 
Uh, and, uh, and we are looking at this area of uh, what is community? What is it to walk in community? And, uh, you know, sometimes, you know, I, I love camping, right? I love to get away up into the bush. And, uh, you know, we used to, as a family, go up to a little place called Camp Haukwa. Anybody been to Camp Haukwa? There's a few of us up there, you know. A few of us are like um, almost residents up there, got frequent flyer points for uh, Camp Haukwa. And um, I, I actually wanted to be up in Camp Haukwa um, uh, a few weeks ago because a few plans had uh, fallen through. And, and uh, after years of not being there, I sent an email and the same managers are there, would you believe it? And they said, G'day, Pastor Matt, how are you going? No, nah, we don't want you here. Okay, thanks very much. No, they were closed for the weekend. But anyway, um, I love to get away camping. And, uh, you know, one of, the, one, one of the biggest things about, that I love about camping is the element of solitude there. It's, it's because, you know, who loves, who loves to be alone sometimes, right? It's, it's like really good to be alone. It's really good to uh, be uh, in those moments of where I'm just comfortable in my own skin. I'm very happy with where I'm at and who I am and I'm, I, I enjoy me. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, and that's, to me, that's what sort of camping is all about. And, you know, I remember when I was a kid, we'd, we'd go up to Camp Howquer and, and then somebody came up with the bright idea of inviting the whole church up. <laughs> there goes the Camp Howquer solitude, right? You know, and uh, I remember people turning up in the middle of the night trying to set up tents and you'd hear them setting up tents. I remember one person actually came and stayed in the caravan. The church had a caravan up there and they didn't last one night. You know why? Too many bugs, too many bugs, too many bugs, which, uh, you know, definitely that person was not a camper, that's for sure. But solitude is such an important place. Solitude is such an important thing to be able to be in. Why? It's important because in that moment we begin to come into that place of um, um, it's almost like listening to the Lord. It's, it's this place of listening to the Holy Spirit and what he would have to say. It's that place of quietening down. You know, meditation was God's idea. It's written in Psalms. That's, uh, that word selah, when you read in the Psalms, is basically and essentially stop and meditate on this, right? And so meditation is like the, is like the Lord's uh, key to those quiet times. We know the Bible says, be still and know. But there is also a time where we call an end to solitude and we've got to be careful that in our walk and in our life, uh, in our busy life, who, who feels life's pretty busy at the moment, right? In our busy life, um, and life is busy and, and Craig Rochelle would always say, don't, don't uh, confuse activity with productivity, right? You know, we've got to be productive or we've got to be active, but we also have to be in these moments of um, busyness, we can actually either neglect one of two things. We can either neglect the element of getting together with others in our busyness, or we can actually neglect the solitude of our quiet time with the Lord. And sometimes there's even quiet time with each other, right? That might be a new concept for you. 
Husbands and wives, who enjoys a good quiet time together? Right? Who enjoys, I love, I love, uh, I love what um, uh, uh, men do around a campfire. What do they do? Well, no, nothing. Right? You ask a man what he's thinking. Nothing. It's honest and truthful. Nothing. Men go into a box in their head. It's called the nothing box. What are you thinking about? Surely you must be thinking about something. No. No, pretty much nothing. Right? I'm just fixing this, so just bear with me. Consider it fixed, Matt. And so it's important, I think, sometimes when we are in that nothing box to invite Jesus in there. (laughs) This is not part of my notes. I want to get back to my notes because there's safety and security in notes. But I just get this sense that what God is really asking and calling for us as a community and as a people but as church to come back to him. And that's essentially what I'm saying. There's this place of, of activity. There's the hive of do it yourself. There's this, uh, there's this thing of where we go, I must uh, tick my boxes. Uh, I must dot my I's and cross my T's. And all of that is really important. I must fulfil my task list. But at the top of the task, Jesus said, are you going to be like the foolish virgins who didn't preserve their oil or are you going to be like the virgins of what uh, Pastor Julie spoke about a little while ago about are you going to um, uh, burn it all up and not set aside that time for the Lord? There's this moment and we know that oil in the Bible is always representative for us today, um, post the cross, post Jesus dying on the cross, that that he's, he's, He's in this place of that oil always representing anointing. Do you understand that you carry anointing? You carry, the Bible says that the same power that raised Christ from the dead is alive in you today. You carry the anointing. Jesus said, as Lord, Father, as you have sent me, I also send them. Guess what? You are sent in the same way as Jesus. But I mean, that sounds like an awfully big task. I haven't raised anybody from the dead or walked on water lately. But there's one thing that is constantly that the Lord requires of us, like what Jesus did, is to be crucified, to die to ourselves, to be in that moment. And it's like those solitude moments of where we realise and we understand, Lord, it's just you and I, and I need you more than I need I. (laughs) Paul said it beautifully. He said, Lord, less of me, more of you. And you see, in this moment of community is when we come into a space of remembering what it is to be one with the Lord, to remember what it is to be together. The Bible says constantly, do not forsake the gathering together of the brethren. Why? And when we say brethren, that's everybody. Why? Because it says the Lord, when we're in unity, will command a blessing. And that's what we talked about last week. So I'm just going to do a little bit of a recap about what we talked about last week. And who remembers the first psalm that I talked about? 
Just to put you in the picture, Psalm 103. Just open it in your Bibles if you've got it, if you've got it on your iPad, on your phone, wherever it might be. But I'm actually going to be um, opening this link if it worked. How many love it when you test something beforehand and then when you go to do it? Is that good? Is that fun? How many, no, it's not real, is it? How many love it when you're in front of like heaps of people and then it doesn't happen, right? Let me know when, you've, when you're there. Psalm 103, are you there? I didn't hear you. you there? Okay. Psalm 103. <clears throat> I love it how it says this. Psalm 103, and I'm, I, you, you follow it in your a translation. I'm going to read a whole bunch of translations. And if I read yours, if I read the one that you have, just say, yep, all right? You got it? Right now, I'm just stalling, waiting for this to load up. So that's the... For goodness sake. No. I omitted to do this last week. And this is why I feel it's important to do it today. I love this, Psalm 103. And it's like from verse 1 to 5. This is the Passion Translation. It says, With my whole heart, with my whole life, and with my innermost being, I bow in wonder and love before you, the Holy God. Yahweh, you are my soul's celebration. How could I ever forget the miracles of kindness you've done for me. You kissed my heart with forgiveness in spite of all that I've done. You've healed me inside and out from every disease. You've rescued me from hell and saved my life. You've crowned me with love and mercy. You satisfy my every desire with good things. You've supercharged my life so that I saw again like a flying eagle in the sky. <gasps> wow, right? Is that wow? Has anybody ever heard Scripture in that sort of language? <laughs> it's remarkable, isn't it, right? Let's go to uh, this one. It says, Bless the Lord, so same Scripture, different translation. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget None of his benefits, who pardons all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from the pit, who crowns you with loving kindness and compassion, who satisfies your years with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. 
And I asked last week and I'm going to ask it again, who needs their youth renewed like the eagle? <laughs> it feels like the older we get, the more we need that, right? But you see, there is, there is an advantage here and there is a promise of what the Lord is saying. He says, forget not. Don't forget all of His benefits. There are benefits that the Lord has given us and promised to us in order for our youth to be renewed. It's reserved for those who forget not. I didn't think you quite hear what I said. There is a blessing that is reserved for those who remember the benefits that God has given you. And you say, well, you know, I just can't identify them right now. Well, guess what? We can start with one thing. Just take three fingers like this and just put it on your neck there. And if you can feel a thump, 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 you're alive. If you can't feel a thump, 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 just raise your hand and we'll come and pray for you. No hands. So how good is that? We're alive. You're alive. Many of us have had experiences of where quite possibly we may not be alive today. Yeah? Many of us have faced those things. So there's a benefit. There's one. And when you start to look around the people around you who love you, the, the people around you who are your community, who are family, those who know you can rely upon, those who are absolute with you in the trenches, uh, you know, wow, forget not his benefits. Amen? I love the New Living Translation. It says, Let all that I am praise the Lord. With my whole heart, I will praise His holy name. Hey, guess what? When we come into church and we, and, and we come and sit down and we're in a beautiful air-conditioned building and, and you know we may not be feeling on top of the world, but we can come in and we can say, Let all that I am praise the Lord. I'm not going to hold anything back. And I, that's what I love about that old song. And it's on the Arise album. If you want to have, have a copy, we've still got a few copies. And it's called Trading My Sorrow. I'm trading my sorrow. For what? For joy. This is one of the benefits that the Lord has given us. And you might say, well, joy is just not part of my personality, Matt. Well, you must be shocking to be around. Let me just say it straight. This, the proverb says, if a man wants friends or if a person wants friends, he ought to show himself what? Friendly. <laughs> you might say, well, I'm all alone. Well, go out and find somebody and then you're not. It's really simple. <laughs> Hello? Sorry, that wasn't part of my notes. New King, the King James Version. Here we go. You ready for all you King James fans out there? Bless the Lord. Oh my, no, I'm not going to read it like that. And all that is within me, bless His holy name. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and forget not all His benefits. Who forgiveth thine iniquities, who healeth all thy diseases, who redeemeth thy life from destruction, who crowneth thee with loving kindness and tendereth mercies. It's like, it's like full, right? <laughs> Are you catching this yet? New century version. You ready? All that I am, praise the Lord. All that I am. 
I love this. It's over and over again. All that I am. It's like that there's a, there's a commandment. All that I am, praise the Lord. All that I have, when I drive, when I sing, when I shout, when I work, when I sleep, when I play with the kids, when I, whatever I'm doing, I praise you, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. With all that I have and all that I am, let my life rise as incense before you. Amen? I'd love to go on more but we have a ways to go. Friends, when we come together and we help each other remember the benefits of God, it is so important. How many times have you felt alone and you have had extended times of solitude and it's helped you value those loved ones in your life. Well, what's the saying? Absence makes the heart grow fonder, right? And it's, and it's that moment of where, as human beings, we're not made to be alone. The greatest torture a human being can ever have, really, is to be in solitary, solitary confinement. Why? Because the Lord has made us and built us to be in community with one another. We looked at last week, Psalm 133, it says, Behold how good and how pleasant it is for the brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments, like the dew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing. You see, what happens is that when we dwell together in unity, that oil and that dew represents the anointing of God that we all walk in. The anointing of God that when we come together with one voice, with one heart, with one mind, that we have many different backgrounds, many different experiences, and even we have very many different opinions. But just because you have a different opinion to me doesn't mean that I love you any less or God loves you any less. You are still made in the image of God. You are still a, a, a person. The Bible says that, that, that God has set eternity in men's hearts. And what that means is that there is each and every single person, everybody who's been created, who is searching, who is yearning for something more than just the supernatural, searching for that God-shaped heart, for that God-shaped space in every single heart that only God can fill. Friends, that, is where we come together with one heart, one mind, one voice. Hello? Well, I reckon I'm preaching better than your response, but I'm sure you're just thinking about it, right? <laughs> Proverbs 10.22, the blessing of the Lord makes a person rich, wealth, rich, wealthy, and he adds no sorrow to it. Isn't that amazing? The blessing of the Lord. So here we've looked at the scripture and, the, and, it's been, and it's been, you know, when we dwell together in unity, the Lord that commands the blessing. Then if we link Proverbs chapter 10, verse 22 into it, it actually says that in the Lord's blessing, he, it makes one wealthy, it makes one rich. And we're not just talking about financial matters, we're talking about the richness of life. Hello? 
And often what happens is that those that don't have anything are just in that place of, well, I'm just thankful for what I've got. Those who are extremely wealthy, I think sometimes can run into that place of, well, you know, uh, yes, uh, yeah, I worked hard for it, but the Lord, Lord gave it, right? But here in this place, it says the Lord adds no sorrow to it. In other words, as we, as we uh, partner with the Lord in the gaining of that blessing, then He equips us to walk in it. He equips us to handle it. That's the difference. Hello? So your enrichment, your wealth, your wealth, the wealth of your life is closely linked to how you walk in unity with those around you. It's how we interact with one another. You know, I've, I've, I have a friend that um, lives over in uh, Port Lincoln, South Australia, and uh, we were travelling back. And, you know, if you know anything about Port Lincoln, it's known for its great fishing. Who loves good fishing, right? And uh, like, you know, great fishing, like, you know, tuna, almost tuna capital of the world sort of thing. And if you get tuna, you get great white sharks. So take a pick, right? And so, um, and uh, anyway, we'd caught a bunch of fish and we were heading back from Port Lincoln to Melbourne. If you know anything about a trip from Port Lincoln to Melbourne, it's a flipping long way. And, uh, and so on the way back, we had all these fish and we were either going to have to leave it in Port Lincoln, which was fine, or bring it all back. And I thought, oh, you know, I just don't think the Esky is going to hold 15 hours of travel or however long it is. And, and, uh, and uh, anyway, um, my friend just turned to me and said, well, um, do, you, do, you have a, uh, do you have a travel fridge? I said, no, 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 I don't. He goes, well, I've got two. You just have one of them. I don't need two. You just have one of them. Now, if you know, they're, they're worth several hundred dollars, right? And, uh, and I, oh, mate, you sure? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he just flat out, he said, the Bible says that if I've got two and you haven't got one, I should give it to you. Here, keep it. Like, wow, what community is that? It's incredible, isn't it? It's amazing. Well, the Bible says it like this. If a man asks you for a tunic and you've got two, give him one. Don't ask for anything back. Friends, that's what community is all about. See, when we have, when we have, we are blessed to be a blessing to others. Hello? And yet the world would want, with this, 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 draw it to ourselves, draw it to ourselves, draw it to ourselves. Hey, it's really good to amass wealth as long as you, it adds no sorrow. And the difference is sorrow is you can never have enough. You can never have enough. Hello? All right. So our motive in terms of being wealthy, oh, is that the time already? Um, um, the motive... <laughs> Uh, has to be the benefit of others. Otherwise, it's false unity. Hello? Yeah? All right. We know that because the Bible says, love your enemies. <laughs> it says, turn the other cheek. And if you run out of cheeks, keep turning the other cheek. <laughs> the, Bible, the Bible says, last shall be first. Right? The least is the greatest. This is why serving is so important. So, last week I asked a question, can we be more unified as a church? Everybody remember that question? And the answer is a probable yes, right? We could probably go, yep, 
yeah, we could probably, yeah. Yeah, we could, uh, you know, we, we could come together more. We could pray together more. We could, um, if, if anybody's not part of the prayer group, the prayer messenger group, that is fantastic at building community because I love it how people can just jump on and say, you know, hey, I've got a prayer need. Can you just pray for it? And, and, you know, and that's strictly what it's all for. It's like, you know, uh, um, it's, not, I'm, it's not so much I need a loaf of bread. It's, it's um, you know, I hurt my ankle yesterday. Can, can I just have some prayer for it? And then you see everybody either give the thumbs up or the little prayer hand emoji or, you know, or, or, or some people get on there and write a thesis prayer on there. It's just powerful and it's encouraging. And even if you're not the person posting on there, you get off feeling encouraged just reading it, knowing that people have got your back. Hello? And that's a really great point of how we can be unified and more unified just by having each other's back. Amen? Amen? All right. And so I want, to, I want you to just ask yourself, is there perhaps maybe some personal resistance in your own life? Some personal resistance to being in greater community. And I, you know, I, these questions are really between you and the Lord. Because, you know, I could be very opinionated about something. I can even be very, I know it's hard to believe, but I can be very opinionated about particular people, right? Not you lot and not anyone online, right? I'm, I think you can be pretty opinionated sometimes too. Is that right? Right, 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 right. And so <clears throat> the reason why it's important is, is this. The reason why it's important is it's between you and the Lord because the, as the Holy Spirit leads you, He leads you where you need to walk in. He touches you where you need work. He brings joy where there is sorrow. And this is why these songs are so important. Important. I am trading, it's an unfair trade. I am trading my pain. I'm trading my shame. I'm trading this sense of loneliness and solitude for this beautiful communion, this beautiful community called God. And in that, I'm connected with his people, my church family. See, this is how we can be more unified. Are there barriers to unifying us as a community? Well, sometimes there are. There's preconceived ideas. There's, you know, dare and I say a judgment on clothing. Dare and I say it, there's all sorts of things that we have deep within us that really the Lord wants to say, hey, we're going to change that. We've got to change that perception or even, you know, race. It could be race even. Hello? Oh, it's quiet. And so between you and the Holy Spirit to ask the question, what stops you from walking with others? Well, I'm just busy. Yeah, absolutely. But you see, when we come together, my strengths bolster your weaknesses, your strengths bolster my weaknesses. Hello? You become an encouragement to me. I become an encouragement to you. Yeah? Why is it so often in, in marriages that opposites attract? 
Is it because the Lord just had a great sense of humour? And yeah, I'm going to put you with somebody that annoys the crust out of you. Or is it, or is it, I'm going to put you with somebody who's going to make you a better person. I'm going to put you with somebody who comes alongside you and, and, and just inspires you. And yes, there's going to be moments of arguments and grating, but don't worry, just trust me in it. The Lord says, trust me in it. Trust me in it. Trust me in the process. Amen? Well, I'm going to continue this message next week, but I want to end in this. Open your Bible to Ephesians 4. And we're going to close on this scripture. Ephesians 4, <clears throat> verse 1. Here is Paul. He's being held in captive and he's writing to the church at Ephesus in this letter. And he's in this moment of house arrest, um, but it is this beautiful opportunity of where he can write to all the churches of all the different cities and regions that are rapidly growing, that are experiencing difficulty. And it's like he's this father's voice. And he starts off this chapter and he says, I therefore the prisoner of the Lord. He is recognising that he is being held in captivity, but it is the Lord at work through his captivity. Beseech you to walk worthy. Everybody say, walk worthy. Of the calling with which you were called, with all lowliness and gentleness, with long suffering, bearing with one another in love. Friends, this is how we be more unified. This is a list of requirements. And let me tell you, it's not sexy. It's tough. We've got to understand that it's, that it's not necessarily attractive. But what it does do is it brings out and builds character. It builds integrity with us, in us. And let, let, let me tell you one thing. I'm going to fast forward to the end. Are you ready? What happens when we come together of a Sunday, when we come together in a prayer meeting, what happens is this, is that when we come together and we start to walk together in a new unity, the Lord says he commands the blessing. And guess what? Each and every single person gets an upgrade in their anointing. That's the honest truth. Often I will go into churches and ask, Lord, why and how are they doing what they're doing? And it'll always come back to a unified voice. It'll always come back to people maintaining unity, coming together in common unity, supporting one another. Hello? Here's the list of awesome things. Lowliness and gentleness, with long-suffering, bearing with one another in love. Man, people in the community, in the world, would find the church irresistible when we start to get these things enhanced. I'm not saying we haven't got them. I'm saying we can go a bit deeper. Amen? 
endeavouring to keep the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. For there is one body and one Spirit, just as you were called in one hope of your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. That is a powerful, powerful list with a promise that the Lord is in this place. The Lord is in this place, not because it's a building that's been dedicated to him. The Lord is in this place because you are in unity with your fellow man. You are in love with those around you. You are walking together in this life's journey. Friends, what a place to be. What a place to be in, in what the Lord is doing and what He's cultivating in each of our lives. I invite you to stand up. We're going to pray. My challenge to you today is simply this. Between you and God, there is this invitation. There is this place of where you know that there's areas of where you go, I've got to come clean with Him. You may not have the answers, but in fact, He does. The Holy Spirit is so good at leading you as a person. The difficulty is, how good are you at being led? And so many times, the Lord leads us into this invitation of, I want to take you somewhere. I want to do something in your life. And all I need from you is a yes. My invitation to you today is that yes. And you're not coming to, to, to me, you're not coming to um, anybody but the Lord. And, and, I, and, I, and I really want to stress that. It's between you and God today. At the end of the service, we're going to invite you forward for prayer. And, and if you want, to, want somebody to stand with you in agreement to prayer, you, you may not even know what to pray. But you think, yeah, I want to go forward and, and, and be prayed with. Then I invite you at the end of the service to do that. But right now where you stand, I just invite you to close your eyes. Why do we close our eyes? Because we're so easily distracted. I know I am. And we come into that space and we just say, Lord, have your way in me. You might say, Holy Spirit, I give you my yes. Work in my life. You might even say, work through my life to others.
Jesus, we come to you right now and we give you of ourselves. We say yes to you today, Lord. Help us walk in community. Help us walk in love. Help us walk, as the Apostle Paul said, the unity of the bond of peace. That we would walk in love to one another. We would walk in love in the community that we live in. Lord, that there would truly be a pure love revolution that would take place in and through us, God. Holy Spirit, teach us to be more unified. Holy Spirit, teach us to be ministers of this unity, to be ministers of Your love, to be catalysts for community. Lord, that we would champion community in such a beautiful way that people would not see us, Lord, but they would see You. Jesus, we just thank You for the power in which You have given to us. The choice that we have. And today, Lord, we choose You in Jesus' Name. Well said. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. My name is Anna. I trust that during the service, God was moving in your heart and His presence was where you are. Just before we say goodbye today, I'd love to give you an opportunity to say yes to Jesus. If today's message spoke to you, or you've been considering believing in Jesus as your Saviour, then I would love to invite you to do that now. Would you repeat this short prayer after me? Dear Jesus, I believe that you are the Son of God. I believe that you died for my sins and that you rose again to give me life. I ask you to forgive my sins and be my Lord and my Saviour. I open my heart to you today. Amen. If you said yes to Jesus today, we would love to hear from you. We would love to celebrate with you, pray with you, and help you start your Jesus journey. Visit our website, manninghamcc.org, and go to the I Said Yes page. Fill out your details, and one of our leaders will get in touch with you. We would love to hear your story. Hey, thanks for joining in today and being part of our service. If you enjoyed today's service, would you click the share button and subscribe to MCC so you can stay connected. We all need some good news and we would love to hear how God has spoken to you today. Visit manninghamcc.org and fill out a good news story form today. If you would love to know more how to grow in your relationship with God, then Next Steps provides the path for you. Visit manninghamcc.org to find out more. Thanks for watching. We'll see you next time.